0: Oh, hi, audience. What's up? It's Greg Costero here to introduce you to the True Blue Riffcast, where they talk about amazing movies, bad movies, and everything in between. So you're listening to the True Blue Riffcast. Enjoy it. Thanks, Greg. I am Jeremy, and with me, as always, is Hi. I'm
1: Dave, aka Sugar Ray Dodge, etc. How are you? Happy Palindrome Day!
0: Happy Palindrome Day. It's o two o two two o two o. I mean, not when you're listening to this, but it is today when we're recording it. Yeah. Uh, it is also Super Bowl Day. Yes. And Pat Mahomes took the Chiefs to last minute victory after. The 49ers
1: blew it, blew it. They blew it. They were up by 10 with nine minutes to go. And they just blew it.
0: Yeah. Mahomes getting Mahomes, man. That's what he does.
1: Not happy about it.
0: Kid's got a long, a long, good. He's 24. Yeah.
1: He's like the opposite of Tom Brady.
0: And he's going to have a career like Tom Brady, I think. Yeah. Unless he gets injured really badly.
1: Which a lot of them do.
0: And of course, it's not just Super Bowl day and it's not just a palindrome day. It's also Groundhog Groundhog Day!
1: Day, Where we celebrate that movie with Bill Murray, who I really don't like
0: that much. (laughs) And I really don't understand that, Dave. Because by all accounts, he's a a pretty decent fellow. I don't
1: know, man. By all accounts, I've heard he's a colossal douchebag just like
0: i guess it just depends on who you talking yeah, to
1: yeah i mean at, well at least he did a, at, at least he did a good job in garfield
0: <laughs> there's always that there's always garfield i don't know if
1: you can hear it but i i just picked up my glasses i hardly ever wear up off the nightstand and they're like super dirty so literally since the beginning of the podcast i've been uh i have been uh cleaning them all uh riding with death style, just trying <laughs> to get them clean again.
0: No, thankfully I cannot hear that, Dave. <laughs>
1: I suppose we should start with the actual content of the podcast.
0: On today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the latest from riff Tracks, the shape of things to come, uh the winner of this past week's patron poll, Doctor Who and the Daleks, and the first ever riff. From Connor and Sean, it's finally here. It's a kid's guide to the internet. We will be talking about that in just a minute. But first, we're going to take a quick look at the weekend box office.
1: da 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 box office.
0: <laughs> Number one, again, is Bad Boys for Life. It's a very slow weekend at the box office this, uh, this weekend. It only made $17.5 million. Uh, Followed by 1917, still hanging in there at number two. Doolittle, the gorilla tiger nut punching movie, is (laughs) still (laughs) at number three. The newcomer (laughs) uh, Gretel and Hansel coming in at uh, fourth. And the gentleman dropping down to number five.
1: Where be Star Wars? The Rise of that Skywalker.
0: Still at number seven, so it didn't lose or gain any ground.
1: Yeah, it only made a billion dollars. Such a failure.
0: Yeah, hey, Jojo Rabbit is still up in fifteenth.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah, Taika Waititi just won the uh, BAFTA award today,
1: and it was nominated. It was nominated for best picture too.
0: Yes, in the
1: Oscars. I don't remember if we talked about that in the last podcast, but
0: no, I don't think we did. But yeah, it's just the Oscars. Nobody cares. Yeah,
1: who cares? <laughs>
0: I only care about Taika Waititi.
1: They, they, are not going to have what's his name, Andy. Uh, what's his name? Is that his name? Oh, Ricky, Ricky Gervais hosts the Oscars.
0: Nope, they're not going to have anybody host the Oscars. They're going to do what they did last year and just have a bunch of random people show up and do stuff, which was fine. I, I didn't, I didn't mind. I wasn't really paying too much attention, but, uh, yeah, I think we were. I think you and I were probably chatting about something because we usually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it for the weekend box office. No big uh, surprises or anything there. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to take a look at our short reviews of Rift Track Shorts today with the kid's guide to the internet. Yeah,
1: shirts! Oh my god. I, 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 <laughs> this, guys, Seaner and Con, Seaner and Connor. Shotter and Connor. Con and Shotter. <laughs> no, you're leaving that in. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. Okay? I don't care.
0: If uh, I sound like an
1: idiot, that was great. It just goes to show <laughs> you just like how excited I am that that, uh, that this thing is this is like the perfect rift tracks thing. Oh my gosh.
0: Kids guide to the internet is uh of course the first riff from uh senior writers Connor Listoka and Sean Thompson. It's their first their first riff, not counting the little bit they did in uh Batman vs Superman. Um we have been waiting for this day. Yeah. Basically since before we started the podcast. I mean I we've Brought it up anytime we talk about a riff tracks presents
1: many we, times, many many times. Yep,
0: we bring up Connor and Sean and how much we have been wanting them to to do their own riffs and strike out on their own, and they finally did, and they freaking killed it, dude.
1: I don't know this. I don't know how it could have been any better. Because, I mean, well, I suppose we should talk about the actual short itself.
0: Yeah, uh, the kid's guide to the Internet is um, very, very lame. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's it's an instructional video for how to use the Internet if you're a kid and you want to have an Internet computer party in your living room in the
1: year 1997.
0: Nowadays that has a completely different meaning and I don't even want to think about that, but <laughs> it's so cringy. like hey gang, here's a good website that you might want to go check out. It's www.mtv.com. Like
1: mtv.com. <laughs> you didn't see you didn't just see, I just I just uh, I just slapped my my cheeks with my hands and did the whole Oh, my goodness. Like that.
0: <laughs> the, the Macaulay oh Culkin
1: face. Yeah, Macaulay. <laughs> Does it translate? No. Does it translate to audio?
0: <laughs> they're going through. They're talking to their friends about how to use the internet. We get stuff like uh, downloading a browser <laughs> and getting set up with an internet service provider, which you need to put in your parents' credit card number for kids. <laughs> and... Make sure it's then okay we, to use it. Yeah. And then we get some, uh, some amazing footage of these kids browsing on Netscape Navigator and looking at the old websites for the, Smith- the Smithsonian and uh,
1: for, dude, dude, Yahoo. Oh my gosh. It was like, I guess the internet really was this stupid back then. Yeah. Cause I see these images. I remember it being like that, but I, don't (laughs) just as like a shock because like all that was just so like new and like oh my gosh like mind-blowing at the time it was the 20th anniversary of star wars and the webs and i remember going to that website back then and i was just like oh no and i had that kid's haircut too
0: (laughs) (sighs) Uh, we uh we get to see the amazing website of uh, Jack Horkheimer, Stargazer, uh, who was actually it was a he was a PBS host. Uh, you know, he showed a bunch of uh, astronomy things on PBS. I actually remember seeing him a lot um, on TV. Uh, but oh, my gosh, this.
1: But the thing is, OK, it's 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 20 minutes long, but it didn't feel like it was 20 minutes long because and I think no. I, I think we have to talk about Sean and Connor's. Not Sean and Connors. <laughs> Sean and Connors.
0: We're going surfing on the internet. Yeah, it's like,
1: we are aware. It's just like the top notch, just like writing and riffing. It just seemed like just like such a cutting edge. It just seems so different from like what Riff Track shorts has been doing. I mean. Yeah. And I feel like. Well, it okay, was one of
0: the most recent shorts they've ever yeah. done. Yeah.
1: And it's just like I wish they would do more sh- stuff like this, like because like this is what attracted me to to riff tracks in the first place because it, what because you know they were they were riffing uh, modern movies and they were being edgy yeah. and they were pushing the medium. Now I feel like you know with this I feel like they're pushing the medium yet again, um, yeah. and uh, it's it's it was just so refreshing and so it's just like I. No lie, I watched it four times in a row.
0: I watched it four times also, Dave. I even made a comment on the uh, True Blue Riff Tracks fan group page about watching it four times because I just, I had to. Yeah, no, I like, couldn't get enough of this. No, riff. it's just
1: like when it was over the first time, even though it's 20 minutes long and it's $2, 20 minutes long, when it was over, I was sad that it was over. I was like, no, I want this to keep going. I want there to be more. Why isn't there more?
0: I haven't felt this strongly about a riff in a very long time. Like I, it's been a while since I've watched a riff and immediately started it back over
1: guys. So, um, Sean and Connor, I don't know if you guys are listening. I don't know if you guys listen to this, to this podcast or whatever, but this thing is one of the best things. Riff tracks has produced in years, years, uh, mm-hmm. keep it up, you know, because it was just really, really good. You guys need to do a movie. And it can't just be – it's got to be something yeah. like this, not like a two-hour log version of, you know, Kids Guide to the Internet. <laughs> but it's got to be something that's like – it's got to be something that's not in the normal. It's got to be something like Attack of the Super Monsters, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's got to be something that, you know – pushes or yeah. light blast yet yeah. <laughs> like or carver's yeah. game it's oh, like God. all the ones that jeremy <laughs> wants um but yeah oh
0: i would gladly take a, a connor and sean version of any of those
1: mm-hmm. but beyond that that's kind of like i mean unless you have anything else you want to say about it i think we
0: some of the jokes in there that really got me like the <laughs> when one of the numerous times that the uh, jingle is played in between segments the uh, the wonderful you're going surfing on the internet <laughs> they change that to uh, and I'm sorry that I'm subjecting every one of you out there to my singing I do apologize for that but they change it one of the times to uh, you're getting banned from Twitch for racial slurs <laughs> and that that floored me right there I loved it. There's just so much. So yeah, there's just like so many. There's like,
1: like so many riffs that I, you know. Do not go to
0: wh- whitehouse.com. Totally go to whitehouse.com. Or
1: like, uh, what does Janet <laughs> Reno smell like? No, it's just so great. Guys, keep it up. We yes. need you. I know.
0: I know you guys have another one in the works and i'm now i'm waiting with bated breath because movie, this one has me movie, all all excited movie, movie yes please go movie. to a to a full length vod as soon as possible guys that's what we want so we're going to go from our shorts to the not so shorts and we're going to take a look at the latest release from rift tracks the shape of things to come
1: oh god
0: <laughs> based on an hg wells book from The thirties.
1: No, the hell it isn't.
0: (laughs) (sighs) So in this, in this uh, Canadian science fiction film, and this is definitely a Canadian science fiction film. Uh, The Canadian accent comes out a few times (laughs) and uh, it's great every time it does. But this movie is about, uh, well, something really dumb. <laughs> it's the the earth has been uh destroyed uh-huh. by, uh, by some some robots and most of humanity lives on the moon apparently uh in New Washington even though there's like a body of water outside one of the guys windows uh they have to have this anti radiation drug uh Radic Q2 which is only found and only made on the uh, planet Delta 3, which is where Jack plants is Ugh. and for some reason they also have um, a teleporting suicide robot <laughs> that doesn't do anything it, like doesn't kill anybody or or anything like you would think if it's a suicide robot, you know it would kill people like.
1: No, but if it's a suicide robot, wouldn't it kill itself?
0: I think it's more like the suicide booths and, Booth in uh, Futurama. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the general idea behind it, maybe. I don't know. All I know is that this movie was bad, but in a good way. Like,
1: Oh yeah. I'm okay. It's yeah. not like sunset I got trip bad, to say about but it's, yeah. Oh no, dude, that sunset Strip's a pile of garbage. I,
0: I told this Dave, is
1: actually, this actually has production value. Yeah.
0: Even though it didn't have a very large budget. Uh, I, I told Dave earlier and I, I stand by this a hundred percent. This riff felt like going back to uh, the sci-fi era of mystery science theater. Like, it gave me this weird nostalgic feeling. Like, I'm not sure what it was about it, but that's just, it just made me feel that way. I had the same feeling. Well, you wanna I know did. why
1: I think that is? You wanna know why I think that is? I think it's probably because this movie, in premise and in look, is very close to Space Mutiny. Yes, it but is. This movie is actually a lot. I mean, I'm not saying it's good, <laughs> but this movie is actually a lot better than space muting. Yeah. I mean, it has like the, the costumes are better. The sets are better. It's better. It's been amazingly uh, it's, 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 it's has a better cast. Um, The dialogue is better. Um, it, it has better continuity um just kind of like all around it's 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 a superior it's a superior film to Space Mutiny even though Space Mutiny came like
0: 8 years later. Yeah and it's still it's still terrible. I mean don't yeah. don't uh misconstrue this at all. Yeah. It's still terrible. Now
1: what you know, now, now now this starred the one and only Jack Palance. Yep. Um and I think that this is Jack Palance's second appearance in riff tracks
0: uh he was in hawk the slayer previously
1: yeah he was in. yeah that that's that's the one i other one i remember him being from and i don't think but i'm just trying to think if there are any blockbusters that he's been in i don't think there have been
0: i don't believe so
1: oh did you know that this thing was actually released in theaters
0: what yeah i did not
1: <laughs> it had a th- yeah Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's one of those. It's like House on Sorority Row. It's, it's one of those. It's like, wait, are you serious? Because I was like, prepping for the podcast that I, you know, one of the, you know, it, this, this, this movie amazingly has a Wikipedia page. So I go to it and I'm, and now there are some things I'm just going to read just from the opening paragraph of the Wikipedia page. And there are some things about it that 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 just struck me, or maybe just only one, but here it is: uh, H. G. Wells' *The Shape of Things to Come* is a 1979 science fiction film. Okay, uh, although credited to H. G. Wells, the film takes only its title and some character names from *The Shape of Things to Come*, Wells' speculative novel from 1933. The film's plot has no relationship to the. To the events of the book, the book predicts uh, events such as the Second World War, the collapse of social order until a world state is formed. Whereas the film involves a high uh, tech future involving robots and spaceships. The film is an attempt to uh, capitalize. Okay, okay. Now this is where uh, if I was if I had been drinking something, I would have spit it all over the wall. <laughs> The film uh, was an attempt to capitalize on the popularity of such recent successes in Star Wars. And then the next one they, they list is Star Crash. What? Like, what? Star okay. Crash? Oh. No. Oh. Oh. No. No, okay. sir. No, it's like, okay, what about Star Crash is popular and <laughs> successful? Nothing. Okay. Like, And why would you want to emulate Star Crash? In any conceivable way.
0: Oh my <laughs> god! Track, I didn't know Star that. Star Crash.
1: Star Crash is a pile. I cannot like. I refuse to believe there's got to be like. Oh, it's not cited. Like, like back this up, and of course it's not backed up.
0: Star Crash.
1: Yeah, Star Crash.
0: No. Uh, that. Yeah, I can see your reaction to that about. Spitting out a drink because I totally would have just done that myself. Like,
1: start. To, come on. But also, um, this movie was okay. Now, this movie has Jack Polance in it. And Jack Polance is, you know, he has some Hollywood clout. Yeah. And this movie was released in 1979, the same year as The Visitor, which uh, starred um, John Huston and, you know, everybody else that was in that movie. <laughs> and I got to think, what was going on in 1979 that, like, all these uh, A-listers at the time were in all these garbage movies?
0: The world was preparing for your birth, I think.
1: Uh, it's possible because I was born... <laughs> okay, this came out... When did this come out? Release date in May 4, 1979. So, yes, in 18 months, Dave Chadwick will be born into the world. So, we must have movies like we we, we got to prepare so we got to have movies like the visitor and shape of things to come yeah that makes all kinds of sense
0: this uh this oh like there's just some things in this movie that okay there's a scene where and i'm gonna be honest i wasn't really paying the best of attention to the story at this <laughs> point uh they were going through this big uh giant purple thing and their ship, and when they went into it, they were now in a blue, like gassy space cloud thing, and everything went into slow motion, and like the the one guy, the main character, is trying to get over to the to the woman who uh, I actually recognized from the TV series Sledgehammer, and then they made the joke <laughs> about it, and I was like, hey, I was right, but um, it's like this five minute long slow-mo sequence at least it feels like it's five minutes it's probably only like a minute but they get done and the guy turns to the girl and says what the hell was that all about and bill says hey we do the riffing around here (laughs) that was really good and then we got a super deep cut toward uh the beginning of this movie when they were uh they were in danger and their little moon base, New Washington, was going to get hit by a uh, freighter, a space freighter, was going to crash into them. So they had to seal the dome that they lived in. And Kevin made a joke about, what if they have to blow the dome? And I'm not going to oh, tell no. you what that's from. I'm not going to tell you guys what that's from. But it is a deep cut. Bill acknowledges it as being a deep cut. So that's how you know that it's really, like, this one's for... The
1: Ancient of the Ancients.
0: So it's from, like, the early days of Rift Tracks. So if, you, if you've if you seen it, you know, you're, you're probably going to get it. But otherwise, you're going to be lost and you're going to be trying to look it up. <laughs> so good luck! <laughs> Actually, if you send me a message on, on social media, I'll probably answer it for you or Dave or whatever. <laughs> but just in case you can't figure it out and you start getting frustrated... <laughs>
1: eh. but it's kind of like, like Jeremy has been known to do when he can't, re- when he can't figure out stuff like jokes that he remembers and he messages me. I was like, no dude, that's totally wrong. Like Dave, what is <laughs> this I just-
0: from? I can remember it, but I don't remember what the movie was that it was attached to. But uh, yeah, this, this was a very solid. Riff. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's not the most amazing riff I've seen. Uh, you Know over the past couple of years, oh, yeah,
1: it's really really good. This one is mm-hmm. this
0: one was really good. Great job, guys! Great job. I, I really appreciated this one. Hey,
1: Jeremy, how about we talk about the Patreon poll winner?
0: Yeah, how about we do that? This past week, the people had a choice between uh Viva Knievel, The Last Shark, and Doctor Who and the Daleks. And our winner was Doctor Who and the Daleks.
1: I kind of was expecting that, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad it won. This is one of the movies that, uh, for a for an extended period of time. Yeah, for about uh, two years. They did not have the rights to this one. Uh, they couldn't sell it for a while.
1: Yeah, it was like a, it was like Crater Lake Monster for about a year and a half. It was just it was just not available unless you had already bought it. Yeah. Um but uh then it came back around when they uh could a deal with the BBC to do the the five doctors in 2017.
0: Yeah, I remember um writing a post about it. It was uh September 15th, 2017 when these became available for purchase again.
1: Nice. And you know, they really are essential riffs. Um uh i was i think that that this might have been the cuz they were they were they were released in 2013 to coincide with the 50 year anniversary of doctor who
0: even though they really don't have much to do with doctor who like the actual show doctor who it's kind of kind of like the shape of things to come they take some of the characters and they just kind of do their own thing with it so
1: it's non canon it's like uh, there's there's a joke at the beginning of there in, in the riff, uh, like, oh, I'm a Doctor Who fan. I know all their numbers. And then it's to be like, this is not a number. It's like, what do you mean no numbers? Like, there's not a number. It's, this Doctor doesn't have a number. The world doesn't make sense anymore, right? Yeah. Um, it's, um, this is actually the very first piece of Doctor Who media I ever consumed, ever
0: it was the first piece of any Doctor Who media to also be released in color and in widescreen.
1: Wow. Uh, and it stars the and it stars the late great Peter Cushing. Yeah. You know, before you could replicate him in CGI <laughs> and stick him in like a dead eyed fish in Rogue One.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird, but he he plays uh, a man with the last name of Who and he is a doctor. So this is instead of being doctor, full word doctor, who, this is doctor abbreviated, like someone you go to, like, get your ear, nose and throat checked out.
1: Mm -hmm. And And he's not a time lord from the planet Gallifrey. He's just a guy. He's just, you know, he's just Dr. Grandpa.
0: Yep, (laughs) Dr. Grandpa. And uh, he makes a time and space machine called TARDIS, not the TARDIS, but TARDIS. And uh, his granddaughters, uh, Susan and Barbara, and Barbara's boyfriend—they uh, all get whisked off accidentally to another planet. And what do they find there? But the the Daleks.
1: You know, okay. If you watch the movie like all the way through, you could tell like this movie and the next movie really—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a lot like the last two Harry Potter movies. <laughs> it's like this BS ham-fisted. Uh, like message about the value of fighting wars and, (laughs) but uh, it's (laughs) the Thals like have to be talked into, uh, like defending themselves because the Daleks are going to come and wipe them out, and Doctor Who is going to be like, well, no, you cowardly freaks, you have to fight to war, right? And that's really kind of what it's about, and it's, I mean. (laughs)
0: The one good thing about this is you don't have to know anything about the TV show, Doctor Who, when you're going into it, um, because stuff is mostly explained to you. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you get things happening like, <laughs> welcome back from the edit. <laughs>
1: it was Jeremy this time.
0: The doctor fakes a leak in one of the fluid tanks, and... Uh, that way he's acting like the TARDIS can't go anywhere. And so, oh, we got to stay here. Might as well go investigate. And then they, yep. they find the Daleks and uh, they find that the Daleks are going to wipe out the the, uh, the Thals and they're going to detonate a neutron bomb to increase the planet's radiation so the Thals can't survive. And of course, you know, Doctor Who saves them.
1: Yep. Oh, you know what? Also, I found out about the Daleks because man, I I'd, I'd heard of Doctor Who and the Daleks because they're like because at the time in 2013, I think that Matt Smith's doctor, the 11th doctor, I believe,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, was like fixing to wrap up his run. And it was like at the height of like Doctor Who mania. Yeah uh like like it was all it was on netflix it was everywhere it was like the fandom was like at its peak now not so much but we're going to get into that nope. um but um but with with regards to the docs i had seen these things right just like out there and like a normal human being i just assumed they were robots I guess they're not,
0: yeah, they're they're little alien squid creatures in robots
1: and they uh, yeah, they murdered one, and they put what's his name inside the trash cans, yes. and they just kind of uh, yeah, like right? let, and they just kind of like let the little slug thing <laughs> they just had left him on the floor to die, yeah, you know, they murdered the hell out of that thing, <laughs> man. and it was like begging for its life, and I was like, oh my gosh. This is pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh Oh, Peter Cushing did not bring this uh did not bring this movie up in his autobiography by the way. I found that out. I read about that at the time.
0: Huh, I wonder why.
1: Oh, there's a scene where they're escaping the Daleks and they have to like swing over all Indiana Jones style. <laughs> and one of the thals that is just like a lazy butt. Right, it doesn't want to do anything, because that's like the that's like the thing with the Thals. It's like, they throw the rope over to him, Al Raiders of the Lost Ark style, and the guy just lets it, <laughs> <laughs> it just hits him in the face. <sighs> and like, it's just, he's completely unfit, he's like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and then I think, <laughs> uh, Mike or somebody, like... It's like, that's exactly how my cat would react if I threw a rope at
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. And then the whole thing ends with, okay, they escape the Daleks, and then, oh no, sequel hook, the boyfriend's an idiot, and uh, he looks outside, and uh, they're like in Roman times or something, yeah. and he comes in, and it's like, oh no, this isn't the, uh, you know, this isn't you know, the presents and uh, I'm freaking out. I'm going to be like, you know, uh, I'm freaking out. Take two. (laughs) And, but the thing is, is that, but in the next movie, they don't pay off the sequel hook. No, it's just like, okay, forget about it. That did that, that happened, but we're going to like get rid of the boyfriend because I guess the actor wasn't available again. And we're going to replace him with this police
0: guy. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It was the doctor's granddaughter Susan, uh, the doctor's niece Louise, and uh Policeman Tom.
1: Yes, what was the name of that one? Uh Doctor Who and that
0: is uh Dalek's Invasion Earth 2050 yeah, AD. 2050. Wow. That has one of my favorite all-time scenes from any Doctor Who media at all, like TV show or whatever. There's there's a scene where they're there's a Dalek and there's all these people and somebody pushes the Dalek down the ramp and it just wheels out of control down the ramp, tips over and explodes. <laughs> oh, right. Like, I love that so much.
1: Oh, Oh, Jeremy. Yes. We would be remiss if we did not inform our uh, fantastic podcast listeners that of uh, Matthew J. Elliott and uh, Ian Potter of Rift Tracks presents fame have both written quite a few audio plays, uh, Doctor Who audio plays, that you can go and purchase.
0: Yes, they they have each written uh, a quite a large number of audio dramas uh, for the Doctor Who uh, Big Finish stories. Um, I think they've both at least written seven. Uh, there might be a couple more than that, but... They have written quite a few. Yeah, and Matthew J. Elliot also has a book.
1: You're right, and it's a uh, it, it it's a guide to all things non-TV about Doctor Who. It's called Lost in Time and Space.
0: Yes, an unofficial guide to the uncharted journeys of Doctor Who, and it was actually just updated and re-released um, back in October of 2019.
1: I need to get because I have the original version. I need to get the uh, uh, I need to get the updated version.
0: So there you go, guys. If you are fans of the actual Doctor Who, um, go check that stuff out. If you have not already, it's all over the place. They have a bunch of the uh, the audio stuff in uh, like the digital library collections, like at your local public library. Um, so go check that out, and they might have some of the you know actual like disc ones there too. And that's gonna wrap us up for today, I think, Dave. Before we get out of here, let's update our patron poll for everybody who supports us at patreon.com slash true uh, You can head over there and you can vote on our patron poll this week. Uh, we are still going to have Viva Knievel and we are still going to have the last shark and joining them in the place of Dr. Who and the Daleks is the wizard, the wizard, the uh, big Nintendo commercial for super Mario brothers three.
1: Yes. It was it was the beginning of Fred Savage's big post-Wonder Years career, and what a career it was, which was just that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did a few oh, other Oh, you names. mean like uh, The Princess Bride? Okay, we, we, we'll save some of that for later.
0: So you can head on over to patreon.com slash and throw a couple bucks our way and you can vote on the poll. You can get some uh, interesting audio clips, uh, some of which um, can be used as notification sounds for your phone. Uh, Others are just uh, fun little outtakes of us screwing up or screwing around and a few other little fun things that we drop in there from time to time. We do also put up on there a preview of the riffs we're going to be talking about each week usually a day or two before we record so you can know what to expect out of the next episode of the podcast a little bit earlier than everybody else. But for now... I'm Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at pbandawesome. You can send me emails, Jeremy, at Riftcast.com. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at tbriftcast.
1: And I'm Dave Chatterick, a.k.a. Sugar Ray Dodge. Check me out on the web at Sugar Ray Dodge. Send me emails at dave at Riftcast.com.
0: We will see you guys next week for the True Blue Riftcast.
1: Laters. You die, you die, you die, die, you die, you
0: die, you die, die you die, die, you die. die, you die.